This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And the 1-0 pitch, fly ball playable. Right field shallow. Taylor Kepler in. It's Taylor calling and catching, and the inning is over. And Pablo Lopez in his third career postseason start has spun a seven-inning shutout against the defending champs. Brilliant night for Lopez. Boy, did he deliver tonight. Yes, he did. Outstanding performance by Pablo Lopez on the mound. Great performance overall by the Minnesota Twins. They have uh, tied this series at a game with the Houston Nationals. And joining us now on the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline, somebody that's had great success here in Minnesota in his time as Senior Vice President and General Manager, Thad Levine, joining us on the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. Uh, first off, Thad, thank you so much for the time tonight. Well, thank you for having me on. That that intro was phenomenal. It was a, what a wonderful performance by Pablo Lopez last night. The performance on the field was almost equally matched by the tremendous quotations and interviews he's been giving. It's just the leadership he, he has is exceptional. Let's start with Pablo because the first time that I met Pablo was at Twins Fest, and he was one of the many players that joined me on the uh, on the stage, and I interviewed him, and we just – I was blown away at the guy and just sitting there talking to him over the span of like 10 minutes and just how smart he is and, and, and how um, um, just well-spoken he is and just his thoughts on not just baseball but on life and his perspective on playing the game and knowing how blessed he is. Has, has, has Pablo Lopez been even better than what you thought that he was going to be when you made the deal for him? Well, I, I think your scouting report on him as a person just is right on point. Uh, I, and I'd say yes, unequivocally. You know, when we when we pursued him, and obviously a really difficult trade to to make when you're trading the the reigning batting t- champion who ultimately then wins the batting championship in the National League the next year. It's a real difficult decision to make. But when we acquired him, we we had a vision of what he could be as a, a starting pitcher. We thought he could also improve based upon some things that we thought we could work with him on. He then demonstrated once we got him that he had the willingness to learn, but also the aptitude to grow and to develop, which was exceptional. And it really manifested itself in a a superb outing last night. But then additionally, the points you just brought up were things that we had heard about him in terms of his quality of character, his leadership skills, his his wife and how wonderful a woman she is, you know, grade school teacher out of Iowa. And it's just, I think the whole family, the whole person, has just been such a boon to the to Minnesota Twins and, and not only what he does on the field, but what he's doing in our clubhouse and what he's doing in our community. I don't know that we knew how impactful he could be off the field. We had aspirations of what he could do on the field. 
what he's done off the field is almost equal to what he's done on the field, which is exceptional. You know, when we start talking, uh, you know, during that interview and he's talking to me about, you know, well, you know, if I, if I wasn't, you know, playing, you know, Major League Baseball, I'd be a doctor. And I, and I was just super impressed with everything about him. But that apart from his smarts and apart from his intellect, what makes him such a special player? So, you know, he, he's he's a 27-year-old man, and you almost have to pinch yourself periodically because he comes across as such a, a savvy veteran. So I think he has an exceptional work ethic. I think both he and Sonny Gray set the tone in our starting rotation in terms of a work ethic. In spring training, those guys set a tone where everybody on the starting rotation watched everyone else's bullpens before games with a thought in mind that they could learn something from each other. They could grow together as a unit so they picked up pitches. They, they taught one another. And so it wasn't just up to Pete Mackey, our, our pitching coach, but they all took a vested interest in the development of one another. And, and I think that's where it started. I think his character is exceptional. His, his commitment to the community is exceptional. And, and I think when you talk to him and you, you learn about the discipline he has and the motivation he has, the drive he has on a daily basis when he's not pitching to prepare for that start two, three, four days down the road, it doesn't surprise you that he ultimately has success during that start because the preparation is really, it's an ongoing thing and he never lets up. He's, he's always uh, consistent. He's routine oriented and he's so committed to the development and the excellence of the players around him. Yeah. We're talking to senior vice president, general manager of the Minnesota twins, Thad Levine here on the late show on news talk, eight, three old WCCO. And Thad, I'm a lifer. I'm a native uh, I, I've, I, I remember 87. I definitely remember 1991. I was a freshman on the campus of Morehouse college in Atlanta. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm having fun with all the Atlanta guys. Cause we, we beat the Braves in the game seven. So, you know, I know what it is to be a lifelong twins fan, but you know, it, it's been a while since 1991. And I know that most recently uh, fans have been kind of down in the dumps with the 18 game losing streak and all of that. But when you look at the way the team played last week against Toronto and the way that they're playing right now, all of this just feels so different for Minnesota Twins fans. And this team feels different from uh, the last few years with the Minnesota Twins. What do you think it is about this specific group and collection of guys that is different? I think two things jump out to me. One is the resiliency this team has shown throughout the course of the year. There's no deficit that they feel is daunting. And we saw that in game one against Houston. Sure. We didn't win the game. And I, we certainly, that was our goal and objective, but we were down five, nothing. We battle back to five, four. We have runners on base. We are, we're threatening. We're pushing them. We're, I think, instilling a little bit of concern in them. And I think as a result, that was some momentum that we worked off of that we built into game two. And we, we really came out with a head of steam yesterday as a result of the, the, the fact that we were resilient in game one and never gave up. So this team never, ever gives up. There's no deficit that's too big for them to think that they can come back, battle back to get into the game. There's no sense of rolling over and dying. There's no sense that the moment is too big for them. So I think that's, that, that is number one. And two is I, I think there's a really healthy balance between our veteran leaders and our young players who are coming up. So, you, you know, whether it's Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa at the high end, it's Max Kepler and Jorge Polanco. And then we have these, this quartet of guys that, that came into our organization this year and, and Castro, Farmer, uh, Michael A. Taylor, and, and, and Solano. And the, those four guys have been so instrumental in, being, in how versatile our team has been. And then we've got the young crew 
who candidly doesn't know better that they should feel pressure at this moment <laughs> or just going out there and playing the game of baseball with smiles on their faces and thinking every year we're going to go to the playoffs. So I think it's that combination that has really led to real sustained success for this franchise. You know, Stad, uh, Thad, you, you stole a little bit of my thunder there because I was going to, that was going to be my next thing. And that actually give you and Derek a lot of props um, and kudos because you know, Michael Taylor and Willie Cashel and Kyle Farmer, those are not maybe household names or people that, uh, you know, that, that fans look at and their names jump off the page. But they have been as important to the success of Minnesota Twins baseball here this year as anybody else on the roster. Just talk about, you know, implementing and getting those guys in this organization and them really taking off and blossoming the way that they have. Well, you know, I I think we all are in a process where we're learning each and every year. And last year, the thing we learned, unfortunately, was that we got to a point where we sustained just too many injuries for us to have success. And so I think we went very intentionally into this past offseason with the thought in mind that we were going to try to build depth at every spot on on, on on the roster. And hopefully by so doing, insulate ourselves from the inevitable, which was an injury or two that was going to happen at some point in the season. And, and when you talk about that, that group, I, I just want to, like, say one, one additional group that was so instrumental in that, and that was the fact that we had ownership support to kind of to, to spend a little extra money to reach a payroll height that we had never reached before as a franchise in the name of trying to insulate our team such that when those injuries happened, it wasn't a, a, a when or an if. It was they were going to happen. We were going to have players of that caliber who were going to be able to step in. And so then – then I shift the, 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 the compliments and appreciation to our analytics team and our scouting team to identify those four players who've been just so, so instrumental to the success of our franchise throughout the course of this year. And, you know, it's rare, but we hit on all four of those guys. So those guys deserve a ton of credit as well for coming in here and making the most of the opportunity. But how different has Rocco managed this season than last season where we had basically a set nine-man uh, lineup this year he's mixing and matching all over the place we're, we're we're finding platoons that help us win games and these guys have, have really responded to that so if you don't start tonight's game your expectation is you're probably going to finish tonight's game so everybody comes ready to play everyone comes ready to contribute and it's really paid off yeah if that you know you brought up injuries and injuries you know clearly in professional sports uh can be such a downer for for everybody involved Talk to me about two guys specifically. Clearly, Byron Buxton's been one of the faces of this franchise for several seasons uh, and hopefully more seasons to come. But just talk about maybe where his mindset is right now, still trying to not only, you know, overcome the physical, you know, uh, nature of being injured, but also just mentally trying to, trying to stay engaged and be a part of the, the team. But also, like, where Chris Paddock is at mentally because he has to feel really good that he's getting an opportunity uh, coming back from the Tommy John. Well, so as, as you know, following this team, as you, you referenced, you did earlier, Byron Buxton is the heart and soul of this franchise, and, and he's right there shoulder to shoulder with Carlos Correa as the leadership within our clubhouse. And, you know, he's been unfortunately waylaid and not able to contribute as much on the field as he'd like. I think the thing that is so refreshing to see is he, he's been one of the most prominent uh, supporters of this team through this playoff run. He, he's on the top rail every single pitch. He's supporting these guys. He's helping them in every way he possibly can, whether that's like sharing a tip that he sees things going on the field or just picking up a guy who may be 0 for 2 in the game, knowing that 
that guy's going to come up later when the game's on the line and it has a chance to help us. So psychologically, he's really been helping the team out, even when he's not been able to do so physically on the field. Meanwhile, physically behind the scenes, he's taking batting practice. He's hitting off of Jorge Alcala and, and Cody Funderburg, got two guys who aren't on the active roster right now. He, he's trying to prepare himself so that if we get the chance to advance the next round, he will be more of a prominent consideration to be activated uh, and help this team on the field as much as he's helping in the clubhouse. So we, we're very appreciative of what Byron's doing. And then with regards to Chris Paddock, you know, you just referenced it. He was out for 16 months recovering from Tommy John sur- surgery. He comes back, gets a few outings in September, but now is also thrust into a postseason situation, gets a little taste in the first game against Houston and pitched exceptionally well. Like what we're seeing out of him is, is really encouraging. His, his velocity has spiked up a little bit. He, his, his, really, his strength has always been his command and his changeup. But, oh, by the way, now he's throwing 95 to 97 miles an hour. We think he's a bona fide weapon coming out of the pen, likely going to be in our starting rotation next year. We're excited about that. But until that day comes, he's going to pitch out of the pen and hopefully in winning situations for us. All right, final thing for you, Thad, and uh, we'll let you go. Uh, just the fans that are out there listening to the show right now, uh, the fans that are clamoring and will be at uh, Target Field tomorrow and over the course of the next two days, uh, w- what is your message? What, what do you say to the fans out there that are just you know, chomping at the bit to get to uh, Target Field tomorrow? I, I would say this, that every single one of our players, every single one of our coaches said the reason that they felt that we won the Toronto series was because of the electricity in our stadium and they had never seen it like that, and it was palpable, and it elevated them in every moment of the game, and, and they felt as if it was a bona fide home field advantage. And they are hoping that we show up as strong as we did in that Toronto series, and we believe they will because they think that that tipped the scales in our favor to allow us to beat a very good Toronto team, and we're going to need every bit of that support to beat Houston. Hey, Thad, thank you so much. Uh, hopefully I'll see you at the ballpark uh, over the course of the next couple of days. Nonetheless, I'll be doing final pitch, hopefully talking about a Minnesota Twins victory tomorrow night. But uh, good luck uh, tomorrow and also on Wednesday. Well, thank you very much for having me on. I look forward to seeing you in person. All right, take care. That's Thad Levine, Senior Vice President, General Manager of the Minnesota Twins, joining us here on The Lake Show. All right, uh, 651-461-9226 if you want to react to anything that he had to say because I think it's important that everybody show up with a positive mentality tomorrow at Target Field because that absolutely has helped out this squad big time. We get to that next year. on This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle.
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 